Hi, this is Dr. Mini Malhotra and welcome to The Better Prescription. As a physician, I have always wanted to help people understand that there is a better way of taking care of your health away from prescriptions and procedures. And this podcast is a tool that will help you and guide you to a natural root cause approach, which can not only prevent diseases, but also reverse them if they are not to advance. But this is not a replacement for medical advice. If you're having a problem, you need to see your physician. If you're looking for functional medicine approach, then see a functional medicine practitioner. So today I'm going to talk about habits. I know I talk a lot about habits, but actually that is a basis. Now, what is the most difficult habit you have ever tried to change? I love my bed, you know, to be made when I'm sleeping. Like when I come to sleep in the evening, I need my bed made and I don't like a bed which has been slept on like I don't like that you know I woke up in the morning and my bed is all unruly but it was hard for me to actually get to it in the morning so I had to create a little steps which actually now no matter what I'm doing no matter if I'm you know I'm rushing out I still make time to do that habit because I've created it so what are habits Habits are automatic behaviors that have been wired into our brains through repetition and as days pass, we do it less consciously. Neuroscientists have found that there is a part of our brain called the basal ganglia, which is crucial for habit forming. Habits are behaviors wired so deeply in our brains that we perform them automatically. This allows you to follow the same route to work every day without even thinking about it, liberating your brain to ponder for other things like what do you make for dinner, right? (laughs) However, the brain's executive command center does not completely relinquish control of the habitual behavior. So what does this mean? There was a new study in MIT, the neuroscientists found that a small region of the brain's prefrontal cortex, where most of the thought and planning occurs, is responsible for moment by moment control of which habits are switched on at a given time. We've always thought and I still do that the value of a habit is that you don't have to think about it. It frees up your brain to do other things, says Institute Professor Anne Grabiel, a member of the McGovern Institute of Brain Research at MIT. However, it doesn't free up all of it. There is some piece of your cortex that is still devoted to that control. This new study offers hope for those trying to kick bad habits, says Grabiel, the senior author of the new study, which appears this week in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. And it shows that though habits may be deeply ingrained, the brain's planning centers can shut them off. It also raises the possibility of intervening in the brain region to treat people who suffer from the disorders involving overly habitual behavior such as obsessive compulsive disorders. Habits often become so ingrained that we keep doing them even though we are no longer benefiting from them. And the team at MIT experimentally stimulated this situation with the rats, trained them to run in a T-shaped maze. And as the rats approached the decision point, they heard a tone indicating whether they should turn left or right. When they choose correctly, they receive a reward like chocolate milk for turning left or sugar water for turning right. To show that the behavior was habitual, researchers eventually stopped giving the trained rats any rewards and found out that they continued running the maze correctly. The researchers then went a step further, offering the rats chocolate milk in their cages, but mixing it with lithium chloride, which causes light nausea. 
The rats still continued to run left when cued to do so, although they stopped drinking the chocolate milk. Once they had shown that the habit was fully ingrained, the researchers wanted to see if they could break it by interfering with the part of the prefrontal cortex called as the infralimbic cortex. Although the neural pathways that encode habitual behavior appear to be located in deep brain structures known as basal ganglia, it has been shown that the infralimbic cortex is also necessary for these such behaviors to develop. So using optogenetics, a technique that allows researchers to actually inhibit specific cells with light, the researchers turned off the infralimbic cortex activity for several seconds as the rats approached the point in which the maze where they had to decide which way to turn. Almost instantly, the rats dropped the habit of running to the left, the side with the now distasteful reward. This suggested that turning off the infralimbic cortex switches the rat's brain from an automatic reflexive mode to a mode that's more cognitive or engaged in the goal processing for what it's actually running for. Once broken off the habit of running left, the rat will soon form a new habit of running to the right side every time, even when cued to run left. The researchers showed that they could actually break this new habit once again by inhibiting the infralimbic cortex with light and to their surprise they found that the rats immediately regained their original habit of running left when cued to do so. And this habit was never really forgotten and it was lurking here somewhere and we unmasked it by turning off the new one that has been overwritten. So what does this mean? The findings suggested that the infralimbic cortex is responsible for determining moment by moment which habitual behaviors will be expressed. And to us, what's really stunning is that the habit representation still must be totally intact and retrievable in an instant, and there's an online monitoring system controlling that. The study also raises interesting ideas concerning how hab automatic habitual behaviors really are. And we've always thought of habits being inflexible, but this suggests that you can have flexible habits in some sense. It also appears that the infralimbic cortex favors new habits over old ones, consistent with previous studies showing when habits are broken, they are not forgotten but replaced with new ones. Although it would be too invasive to use optogenetic interventions to break habits in humans, it is possible that the technology will evolve to a point where it might be a feasible option for treating disorders involving over-repetitive or addictive behavior. So in some follow-up studies, the researchers are trying to pinpoint exactly when during the maze run, the infralimbic cortex selects the appropriate habit. They are also planning to specifically inhibit different cell types within the infralimbic cortex to see which ones are most involved in the habit control. This research was funded by National Institute of Health, the Stanley H. and Sheila G. Sidney Fund, R. Purian and Julia Madadi, the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency and the Gatsby Agency Foundation. So when you're trying to change a habit, what you're really trying to do is create a new one, replacing the old one. But remember that the old one is never forgotten. So you always have the neural pathways there, but they're just dampened by the new habit or the good habit that you have developed. So just like in the beginning of the year, uh, you know, these days it's a little different, but in the beginning of most years, it used to be that the gyms would be full, 
full of people, you know, with their New Year resolution goals and all that. And it would be hard for the regular people to get into the gym or get into the classes they wanted. But come six weeks later or by the end of February, it would be left to the old ones and a few new ones would be still there. So what what does that mean? That means that, okay, you are starting a new habit, but if you give in to that temptation that, okay, I worked out for three days and, and, you know, I can just take it easy today and I'll just go back, you know, I can go back anytime and then you don't go back, go to the gym that day. And the next day you say, oh, you know, my back is hurting and, you know, I'll not go into the gym today and you don't go that day. And then your old habits come up. So your old neural pathways are activated where you'll always get the same excuse that you had before of not going into the gym and even not eating healthy food, which is healthier. You do good Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and you're really pumped up. And come Thursday, you said, oh, I've really been good Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. Just a little bit of chips is not going to hurt me. So, you know, you you just eat that little bit of chips and then Friday, you say, okay, you know, I'm really tired and I've done a lot of work and I'm just going to indulge a little bit. And then you have that ice cream. And what happens? Boom, you're back in the same seat that you were before you started that healthy diet. So unless you consistently follow something and you create, and they say that a new habit is takes about 60 days to create. It also depends on the person. If you have a small step, one small step if you create for creating that habit. So even if it is one habit you're trying to change, if you create small habits going towards that habit, you will have more success. So first you have to identify, like I identified that, you know, that my bed not being made doesn't make me feel good. So I identified that. Secondly, I had to take out five minutes of my time in the morning during rush time to make my bed. So then I didn't put it off. So what I used to do, as soon as I showered, got dressed, I would make my bed before I went and ate breakfast or did any other activity. So I do that every day. So that created new neural pathways. Now it is instantaneous. As soon as I shower, I get ready. I know I have to make the bed and I make the bed. So identify. So these are the steps I would say you need to do. Identify an unproductive habit that you would like to change. What is one change that would make your life more fulfilling? Two is reflect on the impact of this habit on your life to date. How has this habit served you? How has this habit harmed you? Three, make a personal commitment to change this behavior. Announce it. Talk to your friends. Talk to your family that this is something that I'm going to change. And what are the risks of not changing the habit? And four, now that you have identified the habit, create your if-then action plan. What will you do next time that you are triggered not doing it. Like if I created this thing that, okay, if I don't, you know, make my bed, then, you know, I'm not going to feel good about it. And what will I do next time? I'll make sure that I do it. So what will this new habit feel like one month from now? Make sure to write down all your responses. So in my practice at Anchor Wellness Center, my unique methodology is COPE, C for cellular detoxification, O for optimization, P for performance nutrition and E for enhanced mind mastery. In enhanced mind mastery, we use brain-based techniques for people to help them change their behaviors, their habits, so that they can get a grip on their life as well as their health. We create small steps for them to take so that they can actually have better outcomes 
from the new habits that they are creating. I'm not saying it's easy, but it's also not difficult. It's more difficult to stay stuck where you are. So if you're looking for that kind of approach, book a free strategy session with me and you'll get to talk to me for 20 minutes and we'll discuss what you really want to achieve. And that's all I have for you today. I'll talk to you again in my next week with another topic. Please send your questions to drmini at anchorwellnesscenter.com. You can book a complimentary strategy session at anchorwellnesscenter.com on the website. And please share this with your friends and family and give us a review on iTunes, a good one. If you're looking to change your health and your life and or you have someone else in your life who you want to help, then we are all here to serve people, I believe. And this will be a kind of service that you can give your friends, family and yourself. Take care. Have a great one. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye.